to the Halesome Games Cast, episode 133. My name is Jeffrey Morse. I'm here with Rob Douglas. Woo! That's me. Oh, yeah. And the one and only Chris Raymond joining us as our guest today. How's it going, Chris? It's going great. How's it going with you guys? Dude, it, yeah. it's great to have you here as a brand new Nintendo Switch owner and just a longtime gamer. I'm really excited for uh, the perspective you can bring onto the show today. <laughs> excited, excited to be here. Yeah, Chris, so Chris and I were hanging out this weekend, and he like brought his Switch over to a house because he was just so excited to have a new system that he could bring anywhere. And I'm like, I remember those days when I first got it. So the real question here, Chris, is how many hours into Dark Souls have you put yet on Switch? <laughs> That's a big zero so far, but Ooh. Next, next week I'm going to get started. It's going to be great. But I got Cuphead to look forward to for this week, so that's what we're looking at. Hey, there we go. Yeah. I mean, and you, you have the benefit, right, where the Switch has been out for over two years, and getting it now, you have so many great games you can jump into, and there's too many games to really purchase and play through right now, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, every time I go to a game store, I'm like a kid at, or a GameStop. I'm going. I'm like a kid in a candy store, just like, oh man, I don't know which one to start with. <laughs> well, well, I approve of your choices so far. I know we we talked a little bit at uh, uh, earlier, but you know, games like Smash Bros. and stuff where you, where you haven't really played yet, right? You've you've kind of already played Dark Souls, but you know, um, kind of prioritizing some of the games, Nintendo games you haven't gotten to play. But is this is this the first Nintendo console you've owned for how, how long? I, uh, let's see. I think I got a GameCube when I was going, and the year after Corbin, because I found one for like $30 at a half price books. And I got it because it was like a really good price. And I was like, what can I, and so what kind of game, I was trying to remember what games came with it. And then I thought Sonic Adventure 2. Heck yes. <laughs> so the nearest GameStop, which is probably about half an hour away to find that one copy that they had left. And I found it and got it. And it was like, I played it for the next whole weekend. It was <laughs> like, that's like, the it game was, they need to bring to Switch right there. Bring, oh, bring that yeah, one that's out. That's so awesome. <laughs> I so, love that So your game. first Nintendo console since the GameCube. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, we're glad to have you here, Chris. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about um, some of our 2019 games that we're really looking forward to. Uh, you know, we kind of did this to start off the year, but you know, there's been a lot of games that have been announced, you know, in the first couple months of the year. So we thought we'd kind of give an update list. And obviously, you know, Chris uh, brings in some, uh, we'll bring in some new games that I don't think we've talked about on the show yet, which will be great. Um, and then we also have some indie reviews for you at the end of the show, but we actually have a lot of news to catch up on this, this, uh, this week. Uh, first one was April fools uh, was two weeks ago and the best April fools joke, you know, you know, this is the opinion right here on the show, was Dan Fernacy's next game has officially arrived, the creator of, you know, Rivals of Aether, put out his next game, and he put out a trailer of a furry dating simulator <laughs> featuring characters from Rivals called Lovers of Rivals, and everyone <laughs> laughed and thought it was hilarious, and then at the end of the trailer it says, now on Steam, no, seriously, go check, it's free. <laughs> and... Yeah, it, it's a free game out on Steam. Uh, I downloaded, played a little bit of it. Rob, I know you put in more time than me, so g give us the nitty gritty I, about this this real game that exists. Okay, so I don't know if I put in more time than you or not, but I did finish one characters. So there's all the characters from yeah, Marvel's that's Vapor that you get to you get to unlock, and you know the ultimate goal is which one can you take to the prom? Because yeah, it takes like all classic. the characters and like it sets them in high school, right? It's high school. 
Yeah, basically, it, this is like classic dating simulator, like visual novel type thing going on here. And he just flips it all on his head. It's probably the greatest creation <laughs> ever. ever. Um, and it's free. But the thing is, like, so I played through one character's arch. I got that person to go to prom with me, and I looked it up later, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the easiest one to get. I was like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was a successful uh, Charlemagne or whatever. That's great. Um, but, yeah, so check it out if you have Steam. It's hilarious. It's not a fighting game. It's, it's totally not canon, like, in the Rivals universe, but it is hilarious. And... They actually did some really cool art for it. Like, uh, you know, they got their concept artist to come in, you know, to redraw all the characters, uh, you know, as if they were high school people. And it, it's it's it's, and a, have, it's a fun game. And they all have unique and very different personalities, as well as yeah. he literally plays on every single stereotype of every single high school, like, <laughs> yeah. teen movie video game ever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just great to see that, uh, you know, didn't get the chance to work on something else. And I'm sure, you know, he put in way more time than he was expecting on this. And, you know, to see it come out and people, it was kind of blew up for a day or two and everyone was posting about it. And it has like, I think it hit like 500,000 downloads or something crazy, like just tons and tons of downloads and it's gotten really good reviews. So really funny. So check it out on Steam, Lovers of Rivals. Let us know what you think. Um, next, Nintendo has hit us with a couple of updates. Um, the smallest one was the Mario Tennis Aces, which came out this week. Um, they added in a opening cutscene to the story mode into this game. This game came out a year ago, guys, and they're just now adding in a cutscene to so open the weird. story mode. And this is like, it's not a 10 second cutscene. This is like a three minute cutscene. So it's totally bizarre. And I, it just kind of goes to show me that this game wasn't really ready at launch, you know, like they, Nintendo's continually updated and put new modes and characters and things mm. in, but I mean, if they're just now finishing a cutscene a year later to open the story mode that everyone's already played by now, like, I don't know. <laughs> I just find that very bizarre. I think they had to capitalize on some dead space in their release windows. Like, yeah. everybody, they're like, uh, just release tennis. Let's go. Yes, we need a summer game. Mario Tennis, there you go. Um, so, yeah, th oh. thought that was really strange. They added in Ring Shot, which, you know, has been a mode. It's been all the other Mario par or Mario tennises, which is fine. And, you know, they, they said they're going to keep adding characters every month, which is, you know, cool and stuff. But um, so that, that got a little update. Um, there Do two they have Piranha Plant in it yet? PD Piranha is playable. Can confirm. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not, not specifically, like, Smash Piranha Plant. Like, full-on giant PD Piranha Plant, which is awesome. I mean, that's the only one you want. <laughs> yeah, I love PD. Um, but the Switch also got its new uh, system firmware update to the 8.0. Um, and everyone was hoping, you know, every time there's a big Switch, you know, system update, like, are we finally going to get themes or, you know, folders or, you know, more, be able to message friends, or, you know, all these unrealistic hopes. And we can now sort games by what games we've played the most or by publisher. And you can zoom in on things by double tapping the home button and you can transfer saves and that's about it like it's not super exciting so mm. yeah not, not a lot to talk about there but uh you can get your switch up to date uh most exciting though nintendo just announced uh this was just right before we started recording um smash 3.0 update is coming out um but by the time you guys are hearing this it's it's uh, already out um and it's including joker uh with his stage pack so that's coming out as part of the fighters pass you can buy it six bucks or you know part of the the season pass for the fighters and 
Um, you know, you guys know I'm I'm not a Persona fan. I'm not excited about Joker. Um, from watching the gameplay that they put out for him, you could I could just tell they worked really really hard on this, making it you know really true to that series. Um, basically, his main idea is he kind of has like a downbeat like Cloud, which you know, Chris, I know you love Cloud, <laughs> so you might really <laughs> like Joker. Um, but his downbeat basically is like a counter, but instead of counterattacking, it builds up a meter which also builds up kind of statically over time, but that will build it up faster. And once you get it all the way built up, you unleash his persona, which is like this big floating ghost guy behind him. And then basically that goes for a set amount of time, like, you know, maybe 15 seconds. And all of your special moves are then upgraded for the rest of that time. You do more damage and you just become basically a super powered version of your character for the next, you know, however, however long it is, which, um, you know, it's a, it's a really cool idea. But, uh, Think he'll nerf it? Yes, probably. He looks very overpowered from what I could see in the trailer. <laughs> I, I'm not like, a... Just by you describing this, I'm, I've only played a little bit of Smash Ultimate. That sounds overpowered for me. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> thing is with Clouds, right? With his limit break, you charge it up with the down B, and it's a one-time use. Like It just charges up your next special attack. This being a timer seems a little overpowered, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't give you quite as much as a buff as Clouds did, so... I don't know that they do a pretty good job of usually trying to balance, you know, characters. But then again, we had Bayonetta, who was overpowered for pretty much all of Smash Four when she came out. So, um, but really, the exciting part is this 3.0 update is also including um, custom stages to Smash, uh, which custom stages in the last Smash games haven't been that exciting to me personally. And I think a lot of people. Um, this one looks insane. You can literally draw out anything you want uh, for the stage. So it's not just you know placing blocks. It's Full on, you can full on create and draw platforms and different things, as well as movement options. So you can create a platform or draw, you know, like uh, an R wing, right, from Star Fox, and then you can set that R wing to move left and right at a seventy percent speed and do a barrel roll at this angle and moving platforms and teleports and. It just looks like there's going to be an insane amount of content, and you can put things in the background for decoration and things in the foreground and. I'm just like, wow, I could actually see myself getting into this. And people are actually going to do really cool things. So I'm excited to see, you know, what the community this comes up with. Is, what was that? This is an amount. This, <laughs> it appeases all those people who are like, Mario Maker 2, like, oh, it'll come out. And no, nah, we're going to make you just build stages in Smash. Yeah, I mean, Mario Maker is still coming out in June. It's only, you know, two months away, but... I think this is great to give more life into Smash. You know, I've kind of set Smash aside for the last couple of weeks to, you know, play a bunch of other games, which has been great. But, you know, this will give me and I'm sure a bunch of other people a reason to to jump in there. And the exciting part is they're adding a new content um, hub where you can browse, you know, levels made by other people, top-rated levels. You can, like, yeah them or un-yeah them like Miiverse, right? And you'll be able to share them. Um, they're adding in a video editor so you can clip together all of your highlights to make a highlight video or just, you know, a for fun, like kind of like a machinima video, um, adding captions. You can upload everything to YouTube. They're, you know, updating the Nintendo so app to get, be able to do we're stuff. We're going to get like a red versus blue you, Super Smash Bros style. You totally could. Uh, you totally can do that. <laughs> so I, I think this is our new our new thing, guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, is now becoming a Smash red versus blue. <laughs> Well, it's great to see that they're kind of finally finalizing a lot of this because, you know, they had, you know, the clips in there. They had, you know, screenshots and stuff, but kind of seeing them go, okay, you know, now we can share them. Now you can edit them together and do yeah. more with it is, 
is good to see in this big update. But what about you, Chris? Are you going to jump in and uh, take a crack at custom stages? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like like what Rob was saying, like Mario Maker meets Smash Bros. Like, I've already got ideas of, like, Star Fox <laughs> right now. Like, for <laughs> Like I'm, I'm excited for this. This is going to be sweet. Make it, I'm going to make a Star Wars battle or something. It's going to be sweet. I, I want to see you like recreate like the first level of Doom in Smash Bros. or something. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, possibilities. I like this. Yeah. So this, I, that's the part. You know, we're going to be able to see all these really cool creations because it's very, very in depth, right? That people make, and you'll be able to download them for free and check them out with friends and stuff. So. Um, our next Nintendo news has to do with Nintendo Labo. Um, we haven't talked about it on the show yet, but Nintendo has made a uh, Labo VR kit, which uh, includes 60 VR minigames, um, as well as you know a bunch of different peripherals you can buy. And this is like full on like what we imagined, right? Where you take this Switch tablet, you put it in a little pair of cardboard goggles, and you play these VR games. And it's out. It's I heard it sold out of its initial shipment, and it's you know it's being resold by a ton of you know by resellers online and it's gotten really or not really good but it's gotten pretty positive reviews as one of the best uh, labo kits so far and um the exciting part is that breath of the wild and super mario odyssey are also getting vr mode um updates so you can play those games in kind of a vr mode with this labo kit um does does that make you guys kind of interested in wanting to check this out or is or would you guys more just be in for you know the actual VR Labo um, software. I mean, I'll be honest, this doesn't interest me at all. Mm. Even more cardboard laying around my house for my kids to destroy doesn't sound <laughs> good at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this one is, you know, it's it's really just that one headset piece, and then you have a couple little attachments you can buy uh, as an option. Yeah, it um, is it is less bulky than, like, some of the other Labo cardboard things that they've put out or packs and all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it'll be interesting because this is definitely Nintendo kind of dipping their toes into the VR world and kind of going, this is our take on it, and maybe we'll see more of this in the future. But, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's cheap, right? If you already have a Switch, yeah, it's 40 bucks to, you know, to get the starter kit and, you know, check out, you know, some neat little VR experiences. I heard it, you know, it works really well, you know, considering the Switch isn't a super powerful piece of hardware like most VR setups are, you know, required to run on. So it is yeah. interesting. You can play all apparently all of Breath of the Wild in kind of a VR mode, um, which isn't <clears throat> quite out yet, but it's coming soon. For me, this isn't going to be something I'm going to be even interested in because, you know, I already have a PlayStation VR. But additionally, this thing doesn't even come with a head strap. So, like, if you want to play Zelda VR, you're holding, like, the controllers up by your eyes playing the switch right in front of your face with these goggles on and that just doesn't sound comfortable to me for more than like five or ten minutes so <laughs> like stuff like that and just like nintendo still needs to get this i think more figured can you, out like, can you please do this can you please do this in public <laughs> yes uh who's gonna play i mean granted vr isn't really meant to be played in public but you know <laughs> with the with the mini game stuff you know you play for five ten minutes you hold to your face that's fine but playing breath of the wild which is a you know, 200 hour adventure like that doesn't seem very doable to me, but no. um, thankfully it does sound better than what Microsoft just announced that they are putting an <laughs> Xbox one S all digital edition is releasing next month on May 7th. So this is literally just an Xbox one S um, which, you know, is the current model available. It's not the, not the X, not the powerful one. Um, and it's 
literally just removing the 4K disc drive where you can't put discs in it, can't read or play 4K movies or play your Xbox One discs. Literally just removes that. Everything else is exactly the same. It is releasing for $250 on May 7th. This is, like, you're hearing me right. This is the same exact price as a standard Xbox One S bundle, except for you are getting less features <laughs> with your console because you can't put anything into it. Like, please. I wonder. I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so here's my only explanation for this, and this is, you know, kind of a Hail Mary long shot. Uh, Microsoft, with all their talks with their X Cloud that's coming out soon, maybe they have some talks or plans like, hey, we'll make it worth your while. We're going to give you like a subscription or something to X Cloud right away, or you'll get some bonus stuff from that. Or, you know, I mean, that's my only thought why they would do this. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it seems really weird. I mean, granted, it does come with Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3. Um, which is not Forza Horizon 4, which is the good one I've been playing a ton. This is, you know, one that came out a couple years ago. Um, and all three of those games are cheap games now. Like, you get them all for under 30 bucks. Um, and you can put a lot of time into all three of them, but still, that doesn't seem yeah, to really... It doesn't add mean, to the value. You're not getting the discs, right? And all three of those games yeah. are on Game Pass. And it feels like they're just wanting to sell you this as a Game Pass box anyway. So giving you those games digitally, they're literally losing nothing. It's not really adding value to the console, um, in my opinion, very much. Um, and you know, like I got my Xbox One last year, it, the bundle came with Sea of Thieves when it was a new game and it was 200 bucks. And this is $250, but you can't play any 4K discs and you can't, you know, buy a game at GameStop or at a or at the store on sale at Best Buy for $10 and put it in. You can only buy digital games. And you know, all I'll say is the abbreviation for this Xbox it's the Xbox One S, all digital, S-A-D. It is sad. The Xbox sad. That is what it is to me <laughs> as a physical collector. And this is a terrible deal. And I am not embracing our all digital future. This is sad. Sad in all caps. Oh, man. Chris, how do you feel about this? Uh, well, I mean, like, I'd say, like, the only appeal that I could see for it is for people that don't like collecting movie or D or, or video game, like, cases or anything. Like, that's, I don't know. It's I feel like I was just, when I went shopping for my Switch, I think the best deal I found for an Xbox was, like, 160 Like, so even if you just want to get just an Xbox, it just seems kind of overpriced for what it is, in my opinion. Yes, like, if it but was yeah, cheaper yeah. than the one with the disk drive, it would make sense, right? Like, oh, okay, I'll sacrifice yeah. that. You know, it's cheaper for Microsoft to make. They're not putting in an expensive 4K disk drive, which is spendy, mm -hmm. right? They're cutting yeah. that out, and they're charging the same price for it. Like, why would anyone get... I will pay for this Xbox that has less features than the other one, and I'll pay more for it. Like, that doesn't make sense at all to me. So uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see really how, how this one sells. I think they're just selling it so they can, you know, it comes with a $1 for three months of Xbox Game Pass card, which will bill you $10 every month if you forget to, you know, cancel it. I, they're just trying to get people in and, hey, you know, subscribe to our services, give us money every month, and we don't want you to... Re you know, buy these used games like we initially said six years ago when we announced the Xbox One, but now people don't really care as much, so people aren't going to get mad. So, I don't know. I, I'm very skeptical, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Seems sad. 
So next so, next announcement here, I know Chris was very excited about. Um, Borderlands 3 has officially been revealed and announced. It, it is coming September 13th. We got kind of initial um, announcement trailer, showed a little bit of gameplay. Um, Chris, as our Borderlands expert here, um, what what is exciting about Borderlands 3? Um, and you know, is this going to be a game that you're going to be be there for uh, when it launches? Well, I'm excited to make my journey back to Pandora for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I do. I do have to admit, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see where you go from the whole Handsome Jack uh, deal, just mm -hmm. fighting him, like, like story wise. They, they did such a good job with that character that I feel like, okay, I'm done. I I don't know where. I, it's kind of hard for me to shift my hatred from one character to like I think these twins I guess but I mean like I but I they've surprised me before and I'm I'm excited to see what that's gonna what that's gonna turn into. Yeah, uh, you you yeah. hope the villain isn't like the Far Cry villains who are like, well, let's just make them insane and kill people and <laughs> that worked the first time, so let's just do that every time. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> never been done before, right? Yeah, so you want the you want the villains to be as charismatic as Handsome Jack, but oh yeah, well charismatic, but at the same time different, you know, They're very they different. Yeah, different, they need to have a different uh, end game as to what Handsome Jack is. If they're all going for the vault, then yeah, that's that's kind of typical. But I mean, like if they can if they can do a good job with the villain, I'm sure that they can get us. I mean, that they can do a great job with this game. Other than that. Like the new characters, they look really awesome. All their special abilities, from what I've seen, like, oh, I'm 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 stoked on it. I'm 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 ready to go back to Pandora, man. It's gonna be so. <laughs> <laughs> it's ready to get me some bajillions of guns and bajillions of loot. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah, did, did they like <laughs> say that in the trailer? Like, we have over one bajillion guns or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the the random gun generator is always like I just love games that that do that. It's never the same gun. It's never the same experience. I just yeah, it's always a new it's always a new thing. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. That you know, it seems like kind of the thing you're really interested in and excited about. You know, is to see what they do with the story and if they do get a good villain. Um, I'm I'm really looking more at the the gameplay. You know, I, I'm waiting to see more of like gameplay and what the missions look like, what changes they've made to to the loot system to make it, you know, more interesting and different from, you know, what they've done before. And, you know, it's been what, seven or eight years since, you know, Borderlands two has come out. So, you know, they've had a lot of time to really work on this sequel. And I'm just really interested to see what they do that, you know, does make it different. That does make it, you know, a next gen Borderlands game. Like how is it going to be bigger and, uh, you know, better since, you know, we've been waiting so long for it. So I'm just kind of looking more of kind of, you know, what they're going to do next with the, the gameplay to make it, you know, a, a next-gen Borderlands game. I hope it comes to the Switch. That would be sweet. I, I, it's not announced, which, you know, makes me doubt it. You know, maybe later on, you know, for a definitive edition or something. But, yeah, if it came to Switch, I'm right with you. I would I would be much more interested in having this game on the go. Because, um, you know, like something like a game kind of like this, right, a looter shooter, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Destiny. If I had, you know, a game similar to that on the Switch, on the go, sign me up like i'm there for that especially since there's not really any shooters on the switch other than you know uh the couple of Bethesda games they put out so yeah. yeah they might wait a little bit and bundle all three together and then sell that like oh as a like oh, a would, remastered collection incredibly yeah. well. on the switch <laughs> so good all right well that would be amazing our next news story has to do with 
Star Wars. Star Wars Celebration was this week. We were all freaking out about the Episode Nine trailer. But there was something yes, else to freak out as video game fans that um, we finally got to see uh, Respawn's Star Wars game. It is officially titled Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Rob, Star Wars expert, take it away. What What is the premise of this game and why <clears throat> should we be excited? All right, so it takes place after Episode Three. You play as a one who has to basically live a normal life and hide his powers after Order 66. And in a work accident, it looks like he's uh, he's involved in tearing down some of the starships and or rebuilding starships. Yeah, salvaging a work, like Star Destroyers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and in a work-related accident, he uses his Force powers to save his friend and sets off the the Empire kind of coming after him. There's some Inquisitors, which is very Star Wars Rebels. You know, if you've watched that TV show, they're they're a big part of that show. And so there's just there's these elements that they pull from all over the Star Wars world. Um, <clears throat> gameplay wise, we haven't seen much gameplay yet. It kind of looks like we might be getting a little bit of a like Uncharted Four mm. style, like you know, running around cover shooter type thing, as well as some for you know we got a little teaser taste of like some force unleashed in there yeah and you know, there, there was some was force wall it. running like you know titanfall yeah. developers right doing the wall yeah, running yeah, stuff. yeah but and some infamous kind of feel to it i mean I, it feels like we're kind of pulling from a lot of sources here on the gameplay the one biggest complaint that i have heard and this is kind of funny to me is that oh no we get to play another white human padawan <laughs> How unoriginal. <laughs> Just because, you know, what it's like similar to Force Unleashed, I guess, that you're playing another, another, uh, well, it's not just Jedi Force Unleashed. Or... Well, it's not just Force Unleashed. A lot of people are like, it's Force Unleashed. It's infamous. It's, had, oh, you know, just the video all game. These action other games with have this young yeah. white male protagonist who basically looks exactly the same. And he even the actor who it's based on, the character is very similar to the the actor that was the guy uh, for uh, Star Killer and uh, Force yeah, Unleashed. Yeah, 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 I can see. Uh, that. Like they have similar facial structure and everything, and so there's there's some similarities that people are pulling from there. But I think we're going to be honestly surprised. I'm really excited about this game. I think they're going to pull a lot of elements from the Star Wars universe, and and we're finally getting a single player. Star Wars game that EA has stated they will not be putting loot boxes into. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the best part is they're very specifically like stating like there will not be microtransactions or loot box or anything yet. And then like they're acting like everyone's going to start like standing up and clapping and like rushing out to pre-order the game. I'm like, you can't create this giant problem and then fix the problem and then act like everyone's going to love you now. Like, <laughs> this is still a problem that you guys made. And if you guys were the ones who canceled Amy Hennig's Star Wars game because you said it's single player and there's not enough microtransactions. And apparently they changed their mind and they're now doing one. Uh, you know, a lot. That's single player and doesn't years. have any microtransactions. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So I think this is just a really unique. A, it'll be really interesting to see how this develops over the next few months and then when it finally comes out. Yeah, it's released in November, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so you know, we'll, right, we'll right in time year. so that we get a we get that Star Wars taste right before the movie yeah. drops. So yeah, it'll drop like right with the new trailer for Episode Nine, and they'll probably play a trailer in the movie theater or something to go buy a Fallen Jedi. So we'll see. But oh yeah, definitely a lot of potential. Could be great. Um, biggest news story this week: um, PlayStation Five is apparently starting to be talked about. Uh, Mark Mark Cherney, who is you know the the lead architect for uh, PlayStation Four and he works at Sony's. You know, in charge of you know building the next PlayStation. They're not calling it PS5 yet, but we know that's what they're going to call it because Sony's very original with their naming. Um, <laughs> they have announced basically just a few things. Uh, number one, it will be backwards compatible, um, which means all of your PS4 games you're going to be able to play. We don't know if it'll go beyond that. Um, I doubt it will play. You know, things PS3 and earlier, uh, but we'll play PS4 games, which is great. Um, it will have insanely fast load times. Um, they use an example of. Insomniac Spider-Man for PS4. On a PS4 Pro, it takes about 15 seconds to fast travel. On this new PlayStation, it takes 0.8 seconds. So you can do the math there. It's over 15 times faster on load times. And you know, this is obviously one game, but theoretically, right, guys, if all these big AAA games have load times that are under one <laughs> second, like, can we even imagine what that world would be I'm like? I'm really worried like, about that. I'm very worried about that. I have very serious concerns about how fast these load times are. Because, I mean, where else do we stop to eat chips? <laughs> Except well, that 15 seconds we're waiting to fast travel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what if you want to see Peter Peter Parker playing on his phone? In exactly. The if you have a developer like that who does, you know, the load, load screens and hides them very well, that's great. But, you know, I think, you know, some games that are bigger, right, like, I think of like games like Red Dead, right, and like Destiny and stuff that have I think that's the thousands one that of really, things in their, yeah. their UI and are these you know insanely big downloads that are you know over 80, 90 gigs already. I think it yeah. will really help with the the games like that. And you know if we're <clears throat> pretty much eliminating load times, you know I think that's a win for everyone. Well, when um, the tech behind that is they're going to all solid state hard drives. Yeah. So the the theory is since it doesn't have to be a disc, it doesn't have to load it, you know, off the disc, it can actually just pull it right off and you get faster load times, which I mean maybe we won't have the you know, I, I'm really skeptical of having, you know, under a second load times for all games because mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption two is notorious for having some pretty long load times in, in areas because it is so big, but with the solid state we will see that increase in speed. It'll be faster, it will, it will there'll be less of those dead spaces so i think that's really i think that's yeah. really good honestly yeah. you know and they gave a bunch of spec details if you're you're big into specs you can go read read the uh the article about it um we, we won't uh try to explain that to you guys but it's gonna be very powerful um and you know they, they announced a couple other different graphical and audio upgrades they're looking to make but you know essentially this is sony saying this is you know not another iteration on ps4 this is a gonna be a new playstation it's going to blow every other console out of the water with how powerful it is. You know, it's not an Xbox One X, which is, you know, marginally power, more powerful than a PlayStation Pro. This is, you know, a very much next generation supercomputer built into a console. So um, really the, the thing that got me most excited was the backwards compatibility, right, that you can play all of yeah. the old games. Um, as well as they confirmed physical media will still be accepted, so you can still, you know, put put your games in on discs, play your old PS4 discs if you want to, um, as well as it is compatible with the PlayStation VR headset, which was a big surprise to me. I was really hoping that they would continue that support, 
because um, you know they're working on you know a PSVR 2.0 headset, right? Like they have to be working oh, yeah, on a newer sure. one. You know they they're not going to put out launch. It'll come out a couple of years after. You know to to not confuse people who are buying PlayStations, but it will work with the old one, and all of your old games will work too. Is huge, right? It could have killed off the console VR scene, in my opinion, if they wouldn't have supported that, right? If I have to buy the new PlayStation and oh, I have to buy this new VR headset, my old one doesn't work, and all the VR games. You know, the hundreds of VR games that have come out on PlayStation no longer work. I have to, you know, rebuy all those games or buy new games, right? So really cool that they're still supporting the VR headset too. But, um, yeah, not not a lot of information other than that. You know, they said it's not coming out this year, so presumably still next year. Um, really the question is for you guys, what, what do you think the price point for this bad boy is going to be? Because I don't see how they're going to get this – you know, cheaper, honestly, in my opinion, than 600 bucks. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see it being 500, 600, if that, I mean, yeah, yeah, that I would yeah. agree. I, I think it's going to be at least 500. I would, for well, Xbox Sony's, One X, yeah, it was 500 and that launched a year ago. Yeah. It just looks like it's going to blow that out of the water. For Sony being able to be like, we want to still make a profit off of this, but we also don't want, want to we want people to actually be able to buy it i think they're gonna land somewhere in that 500 range like 500 550 yeah i mean i could see them doing a couple different SKUs, right with different different hard drives and different you know premium options and maybe getting one like you said cheaper under 600 or something but i don't know sony's got to be eating a huge loss for these this console for how powerful this thing sounds. I don't see how yeah, you can get this technology yeah. cheap. And they'll, they'll probably have a bundle that has like VR or like the current version of PSVR on it, you know, that you can yeah, take with it, point. you know, and a couple of like PS4 games. So that way, that is the advantage of saying that it is backwards compatible with PS4 is that you can launch it and launch PS4 as well as PS5 mm-hmm. current games on it. Yeah. I, so that people can actually, you don't feel like, there's the the awkward like well the new Xbox just released but there's no games on it like you yeah. could just you could start transferring your games over what right I, away. What I really feel sorry for is like Kojima and you know the other teams of people who are making these PlayStation games that are still pretty far away because you know they they have to come on PS4 still because they're announced on PS4 but they're also going to come on PS5. You know they're going to be put on this new thing that supports you know they said it supports 8K resolution which no one really even has yet. But, you know, think about scaling in that game. You're going to have to make it a version of it that's playable on a standard PS4 that works on a 4K PlayStation 4 Pro. And then it works on this insanely fast PlayStation 5. So you're making, like, three different versions of your games now for, you know, some of these game game developers, which, I don't know, sounds like a lot of work. I'm not a game developer, but it sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) I mean, this game was already going to take, like, 12 years to make. (laughs) Thanks a lot for delaying Death Stranding again. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our most anticipated uh, 2019 games. Uh, this is kind of our check-in, you know. Uh, we're, we're almost halfway through the year here. Um, so we, we have a list. Of, we each picked uh, four different games here, and we'll just kind of talk briefly about each one. Um, first one for me, we, we, Marab, you mentioned it earlier, is Super Mario Maker 2. It comes out two months. We still don't know a ton about this game other than it exists and, you know, the, the one-minute trailer that showed a couple of the changes like slopes and things like that Mm -hmm. um but this is just the game i've gotta probably be the most excited about because this is really our first new 2d mario game on the switch and i'm just really curious to see how nintendo does the curation and online because that was the biggest misstep with the original right just finding 
good quality levels. Like when you played the the hard playlist, all the levels were like trash and hard because they were bad levels, not because they were challenging levels, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I really hope that, you know, they have a better featured level selection and, you know, give give creators tools to like make an overworld and, you know, create a series of levels that, you know, go through. If you find a creator, like you can go through a world of their levels and do little things like that. Um, but, you know, knowing Nintendo, that if they could find a way to screw up an online component of a game, <laughs> like it's, you know, it wouldn't be too surprising. So um, Mario Maker 2 is definitely probably the top of my list. But what's at the top of your guys' list? All right, top of my list is Star Wars Fallen Jedi. I am so stoked fully to finally on the get my hands now. on a fully single-player Star Wars game. I mean, we all know on this show, I'm like single player all the way. Like if I can sit in my own room without any of you all talking to me, <laughs> playing my own game, I'm oh, great, right? Ouch. I want to let people on the, I want to let people know I'm actually an extrovert. I'm not an introvert, but when it comes to games, introvertedness like, comes keep, out. Keep your battle fronts. Give me, give me this single player Star Wars game. Like really, me, this is the only me. single player one since Force Unleashed 1 and 2, right? So it's been like a decade, so uh yeah it's been a long time we've needed this yeah we deserve this yeah it def- definitely looks cool <laughs> um chris what about you uh my top list has got to be uh crash team racing nitro fueled uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> that, that sounds weird but uh that was crash team racing the original playstation one game was the game that i that i played all the way through middle school and it just happens to be the only game in existence that I can honestly talk trash to other people about because it's the only <laughs> game that I can stand a chance in in multiplayer. Like I like so Smash Bros. You just wreck people in this game, game apparently. What's that? So you're gonna buy this game and then come over and play with me casually and just completely wipe the floor with me, and I have no idea what's coming. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm terrible at multiplayer games. Like, I love playing them. I I love dying in them. But Crash Team Racing is the one that I can that I can make it all come back for. So, so, so did I'm you just, did you like play that one growing up? Like rather than like Mario Kart? Yep, that was my that was my Mario Kart. Yeah, okay, it was gotcha. it was. Oh man, I love that game so much. I'm so. We all have to have one of those games yeah. that we can beat I mean, Jeff at. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't have a lot of great kart racer games really coming out ever really anymore other than, you know, the Mario Kart every generation. So it is good to see another kart racer come out, you know, and the, the graphics and the art style look, look gorgeous. Like they're, they're doing a really good job mm-hmm. with it. So oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. definitely. And, and that's coming out on Switch too, right? Yep. It's coming out on Switch. And I think I just, I just checked earlier today and it's uh, June 19th, I want to say. Oh, so awesome. it'll, it'll be coming out this time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sweet. So you can get that. I'll get Mario Maker 2. Uh, well, we'll have a good time playing some Switch in June. Oh, yeah. um, so the next one on my list is another Switch game. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is my next one, you know, which we talked about, um, uh, I think, on last last show we had. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. this is the indie game. That is Zelda. But it's an indie game. But it's still a <laughs> Zelda game. And this game is just going to have the most, like, banging soundtrack. I love Zelda music. That's, like, that's probably my favorite thing about Zelda is all the different you know themes and how they bring back themes and remix them and this game is going to have over 18 different zelda tracks remixed in a really fun kind of retro style uh so just seeing that and the pixel art and having a good roguelike on switch um we'll talk at the end of show about a roguelike i've been playing on switch but to have a have a really really awesome one and i love the you know the original game this game is going to be so so cool and 
I'm, I'm just so happy it exists and still still shocked that it exists too <laughs> like right but it's supposed, it's it supposed defies to all copyright rules i know that we know like, of in the best way possible like in the you, best way you possible. go back you know what two years ago before you know before the switch came out and say hey you know we got this breath of the wild game coming out on switch and uh yeah you guys will also have a indie zelda game coming out that you have to play and dance to the music and listen to remix zelda music and it's made by an indie team like no one would believe you like that's yeah. ridiculous it would so, be ridiculous that's pretty cool right. um my next most anticipated game is days gone i am holding on to the small speckle of hope that this will actually be a decent zombie game <laughs> and have a really good plot and be enjoyable um, it feels very Sons of Anarchy meets the uh, uh, World War Z. Yeah, yeah. Some of the tech behind like the hordes of zombies looks pretty interesting and cool, but like story-wise and stuff, I'm just like I've seen enough zombie apocalypse games, and it's been delayed so long. I, I've lost interest, and you know I hope it's good. Like it looks like a cool game, but it's and it comes out in two weeks. Yeah. April 26. Yeah. It's good. So. It's finally coming out. You know, there's not a lot coming out on PS4 this year. So, yeah. So I'm holding on to the hope. Um, and that was, you know, that's kind of the one that I'm like, I'm uncertain if it'll be good or not, but I'm excited to see. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of my anticipation. Should, should be a get, good, good game to rent. That's what my plan is. I think I'm probably going to rent it for a day or two. And we're going to just buy it digitally. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> For my right. digital PlayStation. All right. Well, I think the next game Chris is going to talk about here, you know, while it is available digital, they just announced the box out for it, and it looks amazing. So, Chris, I'll let you take it away here. That would be uh, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, yes. I actually, I actually only played the first one when it first came out on Xbox, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, so I'm really excited for this third one. I'm really excited that it has everybody. Um, I, I was... When they came, when I saw the box art on on Facebook earlier today, I was just straining my eyes trying to make sure that Deadpool <laughs> yeah. was on it, and he Deadpool's was. Deadpool's there. So He's there. All good. <laughs> De Deadpool so, was in the second Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which he, it didn't sound like he played, but he was one of the best characters in the game. He was hilarious, and all of his moves were just so much fun to play as. And so, you know, with how much more popular Deadpool's gotten in the last decade, like I'm really excited to see how he is in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really waiting for that moment where he makes a Ryan Reynolds reference. I'm really, I'm really. <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be one of his moves. Oh yeah, it's yeah. gonna no, be like. like and they have all like, right, all I'm gonna these... do the Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have all these X-Men characters in it Reynolds too. Like, <laughs> you know, there was that controversy a couple of years ago when Marvel's Capcom Infinite came out, and there was no X-Men characters in it. You know, but now that Disney owns Fox and everything, they're not afraid to use the X-Men. Wolverine's front and center on the box art. We have multiple spiders, like Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales are going to be in there with Peter Parker. Venom's playable. So, like, this game just looks really awesome. It's coming out in July. And with you, if you if you get this game, Chris, and I know I have a couple other friends getting this game, like, you know, shout out to Dan. He's I was texting him earlier about this game. And, you know, I could just see us having long online co-op nights playing this game, and it would oh, be yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. No so, doubt. Yeah. Great pick. Well, um, Let's go kind of rapid fire here with our kind of other games here because I know we do have some reviews to get to. We've all been playing different games. 
Um, the other two, you know, I've already talked about in the show, uh, so I don't feel like I need to really talk too much more about them. But Gears 5, you know, want to continue uh, the Gears of War story. And Chris, you know, we, we already have that date planned. When that game comes out, you're coming over. We're downloading the game on Game Pass, and we're going to chug through that campaign. It's going to be going to be awesome. So oh, yeah. that's a, <laughs> just, that's just, be just for that one or two nights we do that alone, it's, it, you know, it's on my list. Um, and then Luigi's Mansion 3 is still supposed to come out. We haven't seen really anything of that game this year. Um, but I, you know, if that game does come out, that's one of my favorite series. And, you know, the original's one of my all-time favorite games. I'm, I am, you know, very, very eager to hear more about that game. But, uh, any other games you guys want to give a quick shout out? Uh, I'm going to say, so I'm actually pretty excited for, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection on PC to come out this year, or at least start coming out this year. Um, I've played through and owned all the the Halo games or almost all the uh, the ones that are going to be released on yep. this package. But I'm like, okay, if this does all come out on PC, I think I'm going to transfer my I'm going to start, you know, the the process transferring the library to the PC cuz I already have all, you know, a lot of other my 360 games on PC and it runs faster and it's going to look prettier. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, all right, I'm actually really excited to see this start coming out and getting and going back through and yeah. playing once Hon again. Honestly, the collection's worth it just for the Halo 2 remastered. Like Halo 2 looks so amazing. They did such a good job with that that remake. So, yeah. Um, Chris, anything else you wanted to shout out before we move on? Uh, yeah. Um, so the probably the last one on my list was uh, Doom Eternal because I really feel strongly that the creators the creators of Doom got together in a conference room and said we're gonna call this Doom Eternal because Chris Raymond is never going to stop playing it once he starts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like it's supposed to have like uh, other player or the online version is supposed to have other players invasion kind of like Dark Souls where you'll be walking like you'll be going around shooting shooting zombies and demons and stuff and then all of a sudden somebody from another game is going to come in invade your world and then you're going to have to take them out before you can continue on i think that, that is awesome cool. i would love yeah. that that's going to be so cool um and then, I, don't, I i don't know if i'd love that i don't want people coming to my game well you can always yeah, play an offline I, mode right like you don't have yeah to. yeah yeah I would, I would be very surprised if they didn't include an off offline mode because i mean i already get killed enough in games like this <laughs> getting killed by other people now <laughs> right to leave it sounds awesome yeah so i'm really stoked for that game i don't know when it's coming out but i'm pretty excited for that to come out it, i'm supposed to be out before the end of the year and yeah, then uh, castle crashers remastered just because it's castle crashers uh it's coming out on the switch. i'm so i i like that game so i'm i'm excited for that to come out too and i think i think it's supposed to come out either may or june but yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they said soon. Yeah, the next couple of months. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Very cool. All right. Well, we are going to move into our next segment, which uh, we have two indie reviews uh, brought to you by these guys. Um, Chris and I have been playing uh, Switch and Shoot on the Nintendo Switch. And so we'll uh, tackle this one first. And um, really the whole idea behind Switch and Shoot is it's a one-button, very kind of simplistic but still challenging like a uh, arcade kind of shoot them up so basically aliens are falling down at you from the top of the screen and anytime you push the button you fire a bullet but you're always moving one direction and when you shoot you change directions and yeah. so does, does that, that kind of make sense <laughs> that chris might explaining it right like every time you shoot you change directions and so you don't have full movement of your ship so 
killing the aliens, you know, is, is a timing thing because you can't just precisely line up and they're coming at you pretty quickly. Um, but dodging the, the enemies is pretty tricky because you can either change your direction, but you are also shooting at the same time. So you're kind of multitasking. Um, and it looks, I think, a lot easier than it actually is than when you actually get your hands on it. But um, feel free to jump in, Chris. Yeah, no, it definitely looks easier. Uh, I was watching Jeff play it a couple nights ago, and he and he was just like, go, I think he made it. I think he made it to like level three or whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I couldn't, you know, I died at like the first three enemies. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah. it's, it, it's a sim- It looks like a simple game because you're just pressing one button, but. <laughs> At the same time, it's so hard. And then I had a buddy come over the other night to try it, and he was like, "How do you even do this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> but but then I got home today, and I ended up getting a little bit farther. But yeah, it's a challenging game, but it's it's super addicting. Like you just, it's yeah, it's it's hard to explain. Like it's just like, okay, I died. Well, let's try that again. Yeah. Oh, you, I think I see what I did wrong. One there. more let's try. See. One more try. <laughs> one more try. Yeah. So. Yeah, Some really... of the best gameplay design ever is the gameplay that's so simple that it just makes you want to keep trying because you're like, oh, that wasn't so hard. I, I think I can try it. I, I, I think I know what I got. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, I've been playing for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. Every time you restart, you know, you hit the restart button and it loads, you know, pretty much instantly. And then you have like your like space fleet commander who goes like, all right, next up we have, and he just gives you a random name for every life that you have. So like this time <laughs> it's flow. And then, you know, the next time it's like, man, I don't know if we can trust Jerry and just, it just gives you a random name every time you do it. And so if you get a high score on the leaderboard, you know, it's that character's name, which is, you know, kind of a fun little, fun little touch. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, this being an arcade game, you know, being a high score chasing game, you just, you know, get one point for every enemy you defeat. Um, there's a boss enemy every four, but really it just kind of recycles that pattern. So, you know, there's not a lot of differentiation, you know, you're not, you're not, not changing, you know, your, your ship or getting different upgrades or really changing the gameplay other than that same kind of loop. Um, and I wish, wish the leaderboards were like online so I could, you know, kind of see how I stack. Cause you know, I think I did pretty good, but you know, I don't really know since it's just my own local uh, my own local, you know, leaderboard. So it'd be nice to have a online leaderboard on there. But you know, it, it is a, a smaller game. You know, uh, I was talking with Matt, you know, the the developer for this game. He made it pretty much on his own, and he said, you know, this is a game that's designed to be, you know, kind of a simplistic, classic, you know, shoot 'em up. Um, you know, it's really good for just replayability and just you know going and getting into that addicting loop. So um, yeah, it's the the game is 4.59 on the Nintendo eShop. It's also out on Steam. Um, and really, you know, it's a addicting arcade game, kind of in the vein of Flappy Bird, you know, where it looks really difficult <laughs> or looks easy, but it's actually pretty difficult. And, you know, while, while kind of simple, it's great for those short play sessions on the go. Um, really, that and then the there's no uh, no pause button, which was, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, you can push the home button, I guess, on the switch or put it to sleep. But if you push the plus mode, it switches it to tape mode, which is a nice feature because you can rotate your switch in handheld um, and play it the long way, kind of like down well and a couple other games have done, which is which is cool. But yeah, any other yeah. thoughts, Chris? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a, I, I really enjoy it. Um, 
I, like I said, I just uh, played it a little bit this afternoon and I got a lot farther. So I think it's definitely one of those games that the more you play it, the more you get used to it and the better you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, like I said, and like I said, that's what makes it addicting because, you know, oh, I'm going to get farther this time. Oh, I'm going to get farther this time. Let's try again. Let's try again. And then before you know it, you know, three hours have gone by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's super fun. I, I, I would recommend it. Awesome. Mm. All right. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for helping me out with that uh, review, and uh, we're gonna kick things off to Rob here. Um, Rob, this is, I think, the first time you've done a done a Steam review for us, right? I think, yeah, this is the first indie game that I've had a chance to to play and review. Um, this is the first time we've had a Steam developer uh, or someone who's developing a game that they're putting out on Steam and it's in early access, get in contact with us, and we're like, oh yeah, we'd love to try it out. So uh, this is from Fancy Fish Games. It's a game called A Ground. Um, the basic premise is that you are a the last human survivor of some accident and you get stranded on a seemingly uninhabited island. And then as you go through the, the day and all this stuff, you get to start meeting other people, you're crafting, you're building stuff, you're mining. And it's all done in this like 2D pixelated side-scroller art style. So the art style, like at first, you know, at first it's kind of like, you're like this, it's hard to just kind of get your brain to wrap around it. But as you start playing it more and more, it actually is super gorgeous. Like it's very well detailed and very well done and, and beautiful. And this game basically has it all. <laughs> really? <clears throat> this is Minecraft meets some like Final Fantasy level RPG. Oh, interesting. There are enemies throughout the whole thing, and they're all various like levels of difficulty and all this stuff. And so you can fight them as is, you. Is it like a turn-based like battle system, like Final Fantasy? No, or no, what? it's it's like uh, you kind of I hit you and you're hitting me. Like, like as we're going adventure. back, like it's a, you know a little bit more action adventure type. But the crazy thing is. So this is like Minecraft in the sense that you are mining, you are cutting down trees, you're hunting for resources, you're building farms and houses, and you're building like uh, places to smelt ore and do all this stuff. But then there's like this crazy level of that's not it. Like as an RPG, there's quests. So you like get these items and you combine them together and they'll build more stuff for you or the people around you will help you build up stuff. But like I found a guy who just a random guy down deep in the the earth who makes potions for people, <laughs> like makes magical items. Eventually, you can unlock things like mine cars or boats and fishing so you, do you or like craft guns those items or. How do, how do you yeah. get those? You, you craft them, craft or them. you okay. find them, or you basically, as you collect resources and stuff, but you can build guns later on. You can <laughs> nice. build, um, and here's the crazy thing. You can find dragons <laughs> and capture them and ride them all around the world. <laughs> and eventually, you can also build a spaceship and go to other planets. Yeah, eat like, that Minecraft. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> this is that's why I say like this is like it kind of starts off you're like oh this is like Minecraft and then as you start going more and more and you go oh my gosh Minecraft ain't got nothing on this <laughs> this is like the level of what you can do 
and what is around and what is, you know, just the endless possibilities is in absolutely incredible. Um, I was like, okay, you know, playing a review game, you're kind of like, okay, I'll play this for a little bit. You know, I, I set out with my Steam game idea of like playing for 20 minutes and then seeing how I feel about it. The first time I sat down to play it, I, play, I played it for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> and didn't even realize that two and a half hours had gone by. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I've played this for way longer than yeah, I should. So it sucks you in. <laughs> and it's super fun. It is currently, like I said, it's in early access. So they're still kind of meshing, you know, messing with some stuff, kind of fixing some things, working on stuff. Um, and it is $10 on Steam. Nice. And I know I'm like the the king of if it's on sale, I'm totally gonna get it. But I mean, ten dollars <laughs> is for this amount of game you get. Minecraft is like twenty five dollars. Now, a, a normal good RPG level, even in this pixelated art style, you're gonna pay fifteen twenty bucks for. Mm-hmm. You're getting both in one. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that sounds. I mean. I don't play games on Steam, but I kind of wish I did after hearing all the amazing things you could do. I want to ride this, a dragon. This is incredible, and it, I, I, I really, I really highly recommend it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in a couple more 30, 40 hours into this one. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up our indie reviews. Um, so be, be sure to check out those games if they sound uh, like they're up your guys's alley. Um, we're going to end the show as we always do with what we are playing. And man, I'm excited to talk because we had spring break. I got to play a lot of games. I had a, a long flight that I downloaded, uh, you know, some switch games to play on. And I beat three games this, the, since, since last episode guys, Oh and wow! all three of them, I was very satisfied and was very, you know, excited to talk about on the show here. And so like, I have to say, I finished the walking dead's final season. Oh yeah. And, and am, am I allowed to give like spoilers on here, or do you, is this like a no? Keep it keep it low keep it low on the spoilers. Okay. Because um, some of us do want to play it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you probably will. I know Nathan wouldn't. So I was I've already I've just texted Nathan about some of the spoilers. But um, all all I really say is that this really satisfied me as someone who's followed this game since the first season came out, right? And we've seen this go through so so much you know and all the drama telltale closing down and not seeing the story revolve was very sad but they finished it off skybound games jumped in and the way the the ending worked was exactly what i had hoped and i i thought it was going to end one way and it ended a different way that made me much happier than the way i thought it was going to end oh, is, good. is what i'll say and they even kind of they flip it around because you play as clementine the whole whole game right um and then for the, about the last 20 minutes of the game, you get to play as AJ, who's, you know, the character who you're molding. The He's, you know, the, the eight-year-old kid who's, you know, everything you're doing, he's watching and listening. And the advice that you do is molding him into the person he's going to be and being able to kind of play him for the last 20 minutes. And basically the way his dialogue wa- works is you think something and then he'll kind of say it. So it's a little bit different than the normal dialogue. But kind of seeing that role reversed and now you're talking to Clementine and you're talking and seeing how you interact from the other side was a really cool kind of final touch um, on the game. And overall, I'm very, very happy with how they wrapped up everything with the story. So I got closure and um, 
it was it was I don't I can't say anything more without spoiling anything. So <laughs> I'm glad um, it was satisfying. We're worth seeing through though if if you're on the fence on you know is it going through. But really, my only complaint was they didn't tie in really anything from season three. Um, really, the only thing with season three was just a couple little scenes with with Clementine, you know, wanting AJ and this baby, but. Other than that, the main characters, pretty much everything you did in season three doesn't really matter. But the first two seasons, you know, they, they bring back some stuff from those ones, which is good. Um, nice. Next game I played is uh, Fury, which um, I know you guys are familiar with. You know, it's come out for, been out for a couple of years, made by the Game Bakers. And it's essentially just a boss, boss rush game where you're, you play a mysterious uh, man who's trapped in a prison. Uh, you get set out by this or let go by this uh, mysterious figure who's helping you. You don't really know why, but you basically have to fight jailer from jailer to jailer. Um, and each time you beat a jailer, um, you basically transport to a different prison world and you have to basically go through all these different prison worlds. And all these people, all these jailers are just there to stop you from getting out. And the story doesn't seem like there's that much there at first. Like, oh, you know, you're just fighting bosses. But in between, you're getting this dialogue from this you know, mysterious character, and he's telling you about, you know, where you're at and what to expect for the next boss and dropping mm. you little hints, and you kind of get this sense that there's more going on than I'm just trying to escape from jail um, to the point that when it gets towards the end, you start to almost kind of feel bad that you're killing the jailers, um, and you kind of get the sense that the jailers think that they're doing the right thing, and you feel bad for for killing them um but gameplay wise it's solid it's part like kind of like a bullet hell so part like split you know combat action uh split second action right you know oh, something yeah. where you have to quickly parry and time based on with the attack patterns and yeah the, the yeah. boss fights switch back and forth between kind of a big open shoot em up into a close close up uh um sword sword v sword combat um, and every boss, you know, has different focuses too. Some of them are more of the shoot 'em up parts. Some of them are just, you know, the close up sword battles. Um, but it's a it's a pretty short game. It took me about three and a half hours to beat. Um, uh, it, it is super difficult. Like you'll you'll replay some of the bosses a couple times. But the thing I liked is after you beat it, you unlock a Furier mode, which is basically just a hard version, which changes up every single boss's patterns and attacks. <laughs> And so, like, Chris, you know, you know, as someone who played Dark Souls, right, if you go back and play a boss that you'd already learned, you can beat it easily, right, because you've already learned it. But yep. in this Fury Furier mode, you go back, and I just got whipped by the first boss over and over again because I'm having oh. to relearn all the different patterns that are different than what they originally were. So it's essentially giving you, like, a whole new game, really, like double the content by making a harder version with different, you know, different attacks uh, and enemy patterns. Nice. Um, but yeah, again, I won't spoil spoil the ending of this game either, because um, I don't know if any <laughs> if anyone wants to play this one. But I will say the story was really awesome, and I I still find myself kind of thinking about the ending. And there's a mm -hmm. there's a fun basically you think the game's over and it does the credits, and then you get to basically see a final cutscene. And based on the decision you make, you can then have a kind of a see a true ending and have a final boss fight if you want to, which is. Um, not what I expected. So nice, awesome game. Really, really excited <clears throat> um, about that, and to get back and to jump into the hard mode. Um, but the last game I played, Enter the Gungeon. This game also came out a couple years ago. It was on sale on Nintendo Switch. It is a roguelike shoot 'em up slash bullet hell game. 
that is incredibly deep. Like I am shocked with how much content and guns and unlockables and secrets and hidden items and rooms and different things. Like this is one of those games that you have to have the wiki page up like for the first couple hours playing it so you can like <laughs> type in like what does this weapon do like what does this what do i do in this room that says i need to put something in and just kind of learning how to access all these different secrets and things in there there's just so much to see and to learn and even though i beat the game like i beat the final boss on a run um it there's still so much to do and i'm still playing it because there's so much to unlock in the experience yeah and it's yeah. The, just the gameplay is so fun because it's so so quick you're just going from room to room shooting in fighting enemies and finding weapons and the weapons are absolutely ridiculous like chris like we played this on co-op which you know that's another reason to get it. it's an amazing co-op game what what was what was some of your favorite weapons that you got to use do you remember them uh let's see there was one that looked like uh it was like a big green gun it kind of reminded me of the bfg from doom yeah and basically you you pull the trigger and it charges up and it launches this huge like green blast that if you knock, I mean, if you hit an enemy, it pretty much knocks them out. But if you don't hit an enemy, don't worry because there's a ricochet that comes back and then it yes. hits. Like, yeah. It goes oh, through man. multiple enemies. Oh, yeah, God. that's awesome. And then there was, the, yeah, the weapons just get ridiculous too. Like you can get a teapot weapon that shoots oh, yeah. little little uh, things of water, which isn't that effective. But when you reload it, it starts steaming, and anyone around your character gets set on fire. <laughs> There's like a little frog dude that can shoot bubbles, which seems like it's terrible. But if you reload, it makes him burp, and all the bubbles fly out in a direction and attack enemies. Um, there's the NES zapper that shoots like light gun rounds, and the final round in the bullet is literally a duck from Duck Cut that just goes and quacks and attacks people. <laughs> there's like a garbage That's gun that so shoots great. out trash. Like there's just all these ridiculous, just really weird. Like you can get a shotgun shell, and it shoots out shotguns that shoot shotguns <laughs> like just like the most ridiculous stuff like that is it's just so hilarious like finding these new weapons um and you get <clears throat> tons of different active items and passive items you know that you know give you different perks and abilities but um just just super fun it's, it's a hilarious game that the writing the like the little details on the on the write-ups on the the guns are always fun to read but really really awesome game um there are slight performance issues on the switch <clears throat> um like there's like frame rate drops and it kind of like stutters every once in a while, which is a little concerning to me since this game has been out for years. And, you know, I, I looked online, there was apparently the issues were worse. Um, so they've gotten a little bit better, but um, just know that if you're looking to buy it, the Switch version is not the best one, but it's worth it for me to have it in handheld. It's worth the sacrifice. Um, and I, I had the game crash on me three times. I haven't had many Switch games crash on me, but... This one did a few times. But other than that, awesome game. Totally recommend it. Um, yeah, and I think I've talked about my games enough. So what, what have you guys been up to? All right. Uh, other than Ground and also uh, Lovers of Aether, I've played a little bit of NBA Live 19, uh, which is pretty per usual. You know, play a little basketball. Mm -hmm. Played a little uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Just kind of getting a little bit back into that one. But the game that I've actually been playing a ton of lately has actually been Dragon Age Inquisition. I just oh, was wow. like... Went back? I'm going back. Well, I had already started going back because I bought it on PS4. Oh, that's right. And I was like, just this weekend, because I was kind of sitting there going, I just really want to play a massive RPG and 
when I got onto my PS4 the other day, my assassin, I was going to play Assassin's Creed, but then it's like, we're going to do an update. And it's like, it's going to take us two hours to do this update. I was like, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to go play Dragon Age Inquisition because it does not need updates every three minutes. And nice. I've been very satisfied. Going back to the, the Bioware, Bioware heyday. With the, well, some, some I, it's re it's rebuilding my trust and my love for Bioware <laughs> games. The Anthem maybe hit, not the future Anthem of hit Bioware. 20, twenty bucks this week. It's already down to twenty dollars. I, I'm not I called it at all. I said by May this this thing's gonna it's go gonna down to be, twenty. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not I'm not building my hope in the future of Bioware, but I am building my hope and <laughs> faith past. in what Bioware has done in the past, and that I know who they can be. I know Play who those you can retro be. Games. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, that's that's basically it. I've put in a lot of time on this. Nice, Chris. Chris? What... Uh, well, I've been getting into my bad habit of replaying through Dark Souls again, so that's <laughs> that that's the thing right now. Uh, everybody at work is talking to me about Sekiro, and they're like, oh, this game is so hard. I don't know how anybody can play any of the Dark Souls games, and it kind of makes me like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I just, think that, I just think it's funny. So all them talking to me about it has been like, you know what? I, I need to make my trip back into this into this world that I yeah, really... Yeah. So, are you going to get Sekiro? Um Maybe when it goes down in price. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Some, I, I was just reading an article today about a boss that um it's an ape that flings poo at you <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'll stick to dark souls for now like, <laughs> no no this sounds like the best option ever i yeah i mean, like, <laughs> love the idea of that but like come on from you can do so much better than that but yeah it's true. I, i'm sure it's a great boss and it's a great game and all but i yeah. I, I don't know that I, that just kind of i am me off. interested in the, the feudal art style of it like I do find that more interesting than the the Dark Souls uh, fantasy and the kind of the Bloodborne like Gothic horror art style. Mm -hmm. Like I I really think that kind of world and look is really interesting. It is a little more fast paced too. So I feel like if I did try it, I would probably like it more than Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But that being said, I'll probably stick <coughs> to you know my my indie games that are difficult like Fury and Enter the Gungeon and stuff. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, I've been trying my hand at Kingdom Hearts. I'm almost through the first game. Uh, really, I've actually really enjoyed the story. It's been kind of pretty fun. Um, <laughs> yes. The combat's a little bit uh, clunky, a little, and yeah. so I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I've heard well, that. Well, yeah, it came out what 18 years ago or something. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's understandable, but at this, I, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to the second game. Uh, Dude, my, when that first came out on PlayStation 2, it was high speed, yeah. <laughs> really high quality combat. And now looking back, you're right. It is clunky, but we still love it. Yeah, but it, but like I said, it is a fun game. I really, I've I've been enjoying that. And then uh, Hyrule Warriors. I like. Oh man, that game is real, really floating my boat right now. It's super fun. <laughs> um, I just love being able to take one swing with my sword and kill like 20, per 20 people. It's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> uh, I love just it. Just how over top, over the top, the combos and just weapons and stuff are in that game is is awesome. Who, oh, who's yeah. your favorite uh, characters to play as? Uh, I definitely like Link because I mean he's the hero and you can't you can't not like the hero. But uh, just uh, so I've been playing it with my buddy uh, John, 
And uh, he has turned me on to Ganon a lot in the fact that he's been doing combos where he just raises these giant <laughs> fireballs from the sky and smashes people with them. And like twice as yes. many guys as I killed with my one swing. So he's kind of he's kind of um, he's kind of turning me on to Ganon. He's selling you. Ganon is very appealing in that game. I I, I vouch for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> very cool. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to our show. Um, as you guys know, we are a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, episode 134 will be coming in about two weeks. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, thank you so much again for listening to the show. We will leave you with a song from the Fury official soundtrack, Danger 624. Enjoy, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.